You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here with Graham Weber, an amazing musician, also a, a part of the band Western Youth and you know several other bands. I'm really excited to have him here today. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me jack yeah so i guess I'll, I'll just get right into it so how i guess we should you know start with the kind of the basics you know how'd you get started in this business how'd, how'd you start playing music uh well i started i started playing guitar when i was pretty young um like four or five years old but then i then i, I didn't stick with it and then i i tried again when i was in fourth grade and uh my mom had she played the piano and the auto harp and she had a bunch of songbooks um that had chord progressions uh, as, as well as staff music so uh i would learn you know i learned some chords and uh got some of my own more contemporary things and 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 learned to play some songs that way and uh and then i i stopped you know kind of practicing and trying until i was in high school and um took some lessons with a, with a, a really great guy named Phil Willis, who was a, a teacher at the Cincinnati conservatory of music. Um, he was a really good jazz guitarist. Um, and I learned a lot from him, but I learned how to play the blues and, uh, I should have stuck with it. I should have learned how to play jazz guitar. Looking back, I could have been a pretty good guitar player, but I, I learned, you know, I started being able to play songs I liked and songs that I knew and, um, and and kind of started teaching myself and then I, when i went to college was the first time i had the internet and then that that opened up a bunch of doors on you know how you know just whatever song you wanted to learn you could learn pretty fast and um and through that i i you know developed uh you know the skill of of figuring out that most songs are fairly similar at, at their their foundation and kind of how structures work and and things like that um played guitar through high school and, and college a little bit. And then, uh, I moved to, uh, I moved to California. I, I moved back from California. Uh, and then, uh, I, I wrote, I wrote my first song. Uh, and then I, I moved back up to a town I had been going to college in before and, um, started playing an open mic and, and then, getting some gigs and and i'd learned a bunch of stuff i did a lot of covers but then i started writing more and joined a band got fired from a band uh played and then and then but i i started getting paid and then um with that i i was like i can make money doing this so then i just started booking a lot of happy hours um, a lot of things around northeastern ohio and uh, uh western pennsylvania and 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 then when my wife and i we knew we wanted to move um out of uh, northeastern ohio and some people i really i really liked like you know big there's a huge i'm a huge towns fan and guy clark and um those guys were from austin and slade cleaves i'd heard his wishbones record a friend of mine played it for me and i loved it and then i bothered his wife to no end to get to open for him in pittsburgh <laughs> um and they let me do that and, and it went pretty well and uh and then uh 
he was from Austin. You know, I knew that he lived here. And so we moved here and, and, uh, and Slade got a hold of me somehow. He, he actually ironically played the place we had just left. Like we kind of probably crossed each other on a highway somewhere and, um, somebody had gotten him my, my number and, and, uh, and then he, he had me come out and play with him at the cactus my second day in town and, and kind of hit the ground running there. And, uh, awesome. yeah. So since then, just, it's been it's been my job yeah that's so. so cool you know you've got some really you've just got such a cool musical taste you know you play all sorts of great genres what are some of the most you know critical moments maybe it was like a you know a, a concert that you saw or maybe a specific uh you know teacher or someone you met that have really shaped that, that really shaped the music that you play today <laughs> really shaped your style um uh yeah i you know one a big i i think a turning point moment for me was when i was in school before i moved to california uh i uh a, a guy i lived with and i were walking back from a, a party late one night in this town oxford ohio where miami university is and uh he found a cd wallet I don't know if this means anything to you, Jack, but there used to be a, there used to be these things called CDs, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and there are these uh, zipper cases and you could hold like 10 or 20 or I had some that were, you know, packed to the gills. It'd be like, you know, 40 CDs and it should hold 10, you know, mm -hmm. but we found one of these in the street. Somebody had fallen out of somebody's car or backpack or something. And uh, uh, it had a bunch of stuff. I'd never, I, I don't know what happened to all that stuff, but there was a John Prine live, cd and there was also a uh, willie nelson johnny cash storytellers bh1 storytellers so it was just those three guys um with their guitars just playing their songs and um and and, and they weren't overly complex uh songs just really good stories great the lyrics are great the deliveries are great and i really identified with that the john Prine cd probably most of all was something that my dad was a big john Prine fan um my whole life and it never clicked with me um and uh but it did eventually and then i started playing them and then i just learned every song on that that album and um so that was a big one for sure uh and then i think you know i've seen some some things i, I got to see tom waits of oh, you know wow. about 10 years ago in, in houston and that was pretty crazy um mm -hmm. that had a big effect on me um going to see I, I like going to see I love going to see bands I, I we got the opportunity to kind of follow Wilco around for a while and my wife and I when, when we were first married and awesome. um that was pretty yeah it was eye-opening to just see things from from a backstage or from or, or from a band that just was really a great band mm -hmm. um so that kind of informed a lot of how I think about the band process but from a from a songwriter singer songwriter standpoint which is still what i've i've never stopped doing mm -hmm. uh getting to go see my heroes and then getting to play with a lot of them and i know you've had that experience uh over the past couple of years too that you know when you get to share the air with some of those folks when I, when I got to play with guy clark and um or just got to go see tom waits or randy newman or um i got to open for todd snyder that was a that was a big thing i yeah, i got to crazy yeah, when I, I saw Todd when I lived in L.A., my dad had sent me his Happy to Be Here record and I hadn't heard of him. And he said, I think this guy's playing like right down the street from where you live. And uh, he was playing at McCabe's. 
and he was, it was literally right down the street. Um, and at that time, I think I was living in my car in a Rite Aid parking lot uh, on Pico. And uh, but I went to see Todd and that was that was a really big moment for me. Like it changed kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an actor, um, comedy guy. And uh, when you're living in your car, it's kind of hard to feel funny all the time. So uh, but Todd cracked me up. His, his stories, his banter was on point and then his songs were great and by the time i saw him i had learned pretty much that whole record i loved that record it was it was awesome and um so you know i think that you know putting yourself in the position where you can see up close and personal how your heroes do things um is is a pretty pretty good uh it's better than school for for this gig you know what i mean so yeah that's awesome you know, like like I said before, you you know you've got you play all sorts of kinds of music. I really like you know people that you know mix up the genres and you know just don't you know you know don't stay in a box. You know just do what feels what feels nice, what feels good. I was kind of wondering what are some of the the biggest influences for some of your different you know favorite genres. Yeah, I well you know. It, some of the guys I mentioned before, probably, uh, but yeah. the, you know, for different things, um, you know, I like an artist like that too. Like I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a huge Bob Dylan fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a huge Tom Waits fan. And I like those artists that kind of, you know, big Beatles stones fan too. So, yeah. but, but when you look at like the Beatles or Dylan or Tom Waits or, um, David Bowie, you know, like these people that never really stuck to one thing and had to kind of keep maybe, I mean, some of them reinvented themselves Mm -hmm. very successfully. Um, But uh, I think that giving yourself the freedom to know that, like, if you're a songwriter, which all all those acts are great songwriters, but why limit yourself to one, one specific genre, one box? so, you know, those, you know, besides the art itself, which I, I hold in very high regard, uh, it's scripture for me, most of that stuff. It, but I think that the willingness to be experimental and try things that maybe don't work all the time. And I mean, there's great, I mean, there's some Springsteen records that are just not good. There's some Neil Young records that I just, I cannot, <laughs> as much as I try, I just, I, I, I can't latch onto. On the flip side of that, you know, those guys have made amazing albums and amazing songs. Um, and I also like, I, I, I like to listen to lots of different kinds of music. When I was a kid, um, I was a, like, I loved, I loved hip hop. I loved rap music. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, when I had gotten in trouble for getting the chronic because it had a parental advisory sticker, my mom sat me down and listened to it with me, which is never, that's not a fun experience. I've met your mother. <laughs> She's she and my mom's great. I love my mom, but like, you know, your mom might be a little cooler about that than mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I would have like, you know, I had like, I remember I got that when I got Guns and Roses, which also that Use Your Illusion one and two. They all had the prevental, they all had swear words yeah. on them. So, um, but I got those, and at the same time, I also had the the Nat King Cole box set, and I had uh, a big Frank Sinatra fan, big Tony Bennett fan, huge Tony Bennett. Fan. But the guys looking at it now, like, I think I can take things from like a Tupac record where 
there's just alliteration just flowing like I can and, and I know like the poetry and that I know that informed a lot of I think it still does I do like I like to use that trick tastefully now I, when I first started writing songs I think I used it too much I was trying to write to sound smarter than I was or to like prove that I could pull off a tongue twister kind of thing um I think if you have that in your back pocket and you can use it sparingly uh, when you have an effective when you're trying to actually say something or get something across um it can be a nice a nice way to make the listener hone in a little more yeah. um but but those the classic songs like the the american songbook is what people call it all the time but you know writers like um uh, cy coleman and um uh johnny mercer um you know the Gershwins and things like that but the, yeah. those are those songs are the best songs they're just mm -hmm. like structure wise they're they're not easy there is a there is a formula a, a loose formula to all of those but you know you look at old jazz and, and and I consider some of that stuff is pretty jazzy uh musically um and you know I think I think being open to listen to everything and finding what you identify with is is as a way where you can form your own style um and i try to steal little things here and there from a bunch of stuff and then sometimes i heard a i was listening to like it was like a billy joel interview on howard stern and they talked to which i i do like billy joel actually a lot um but he was talking in this interview where he would for years he would write something in someone else's voice and he would cite these examples he'd be like well this song was like supposed to be a stone song and this one was like a mm -hmm. you know an otis redding song or something like that yeah. you know um and and so we've i've, I've done a fair share of, of that when, when my approach to trying to create things is you know if i could write a song for otis redding how would that sound and then what if what if that song was being done by the band you know yeah. or so um but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of good music there's a lot of music i don't really dig that much um <laughs> but uh but you know every different different strokes for different folks so yeah 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 uh, and you've pursued a lot of different a lot of your different you know musical interests like you have your the graham weber jazz combo and you know you've got had several different you know rock bands and and then a lot, and then you've had you know your singer songwriter stuff with hat which has all sorts of all sorts of different stuff on it like lots of really cool really well written ballads and I was wondering you know what more have you learned from kind of pursuing those those interests what do you love about you know doing them well I think it keeps it fresh if you do if you do different things or at least for me I mean I think everybody's completely different but um, before I was in the times when I wasn't in a, in a band or didn't have a backing band. Um, and I was just playing solo all the time for a long time, you know, and I still love that. It's kind of like that's home. Right. Um, but the grass is always sort of greener. It's like, man, I kind of wish I had a rock and roll band for this. Or I'd write something and be like, this would be a cool rock and roll song, but I can't mm -hmm. pull that off by myself. Um, so I think, I think I've learned like, and I, and I think that there's a time and place for brevity um, for like a song. If you're writing a more popular thing there, you don't do it on, I mean, I don't do it on purpose, but like, I think in the back of my mind, it's generally let's, let's not make this 
too long. You know, let's get to the, yeah. the, the Tom Petty, don't bore us, get to the chorus thing. Um, if you're, you know, it's not like you're writing to get on the radio or any of that. It's just like, if this is a, the older I've gotten, the longer I've done this, I guess, is that I feel like if you can get a point across and really convey something in a, in a three to four minute time span, that's an art form in itself. Whereas at the, the other side of it is like, you can still write a, you can write an eight or nine minute song um, that can be amazing if you tell a long, you know, if you, but, but Guy Clark said something to the effect of like, every word has to count, you know? And, and I think that, you know, I, I don't know how prolific you are. I, I, I know you write a lot of songs and the, as I've gotten a little older, they don't come as fast. <laughs> so I think it, maybe you take a little more time because they're a little more precious. Um, uh, and you, you know, you kind of focus in and, um, and you, you know, I also kind of think that from doing a bunch of different things, I found what I really, where I'm more comfortable, um, and where my, where my voice is more comfortable and different and how I need to change it for different kinds of styles and different songs. But also just appreciating the time on stage and, and the time in the studio, like, cause it, you kind of think like it's never going to go away. And then, you know, something like, <laughs> you know, the past couple of years happens and, and it's kind of this wake up call. It's like, no, you should really take, don't take it for granted, you know? And so I think I've learned more about, about that side of things than actually learning, you know, what's good or not for me um and and also like why not try anything yeah. you know the worst thing that can happen is that people don't like it and so what <laughs> you know that's really cool and so i always try to you know think of questions that you know the person i'm interviewing might enjoy and so i was thinking some that i would definitely enjoy what are some of the musical goals that you've recently achieved whether it's you know like the past couple years or maybe like this week whether it, it could be you know writing sh shorter songs with you know you know making every word count or you know whatever it is and could you know talk about it a little bit yeah um well you know i i just got back from costa rica i was down in the in the in the jungle and and then like out looking over the ocean and I brought my little traveler guitar with me and I haven't had a chance to write very much lately. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of nice to remember that I knew how to do it. You know, I wrote <laughs> some things and you know, that that's always kind of a surprise. I think that writing songs and writing music is, I'm not like a religious person at all, but I do find it to be magical mm -hmm. uh, when you can do it, you know? So uh, I, I did start, they say this thing down in Costa Rica, uh, all the time called Pura Vida. And it's kind of like Aloha in Hawaii almost. And they say it all the time. And I just kept hearing it and hearing it. And I, I, I was, I will say I was proud of myself for recognizing the fact that I kept, I, I, I realized I was like, oh, this is a thing <laughs> that people say all the time that I've never heard this in a song before. Um, at least not in like a, you know, English song. Uh, so I'm writing this song now that I think I'm hoping that will be, uh, like a, a big hit in Costa Rica. And then I can be like a minor celebrity and they'll like give me free fish or something when I'm down there. <laughs> um, 
yeah so i mean well western youth is putting out a is putting out some new music that's that's an achievement uh it's been four years so we're finally releasing something uh when we're recording this i'm we release tomorrow we release a, a single and then we'll we'll put out some more music and um and you know some other thing like i'm really i tell you one thing i'm really really proud of it's kind of silly i, I did a you know i run the artistic director for the house of songs and um we do you've played one of our showcases before and uh you know that's built on collaboration and and i'm very proud of the things that i've written with some some friends of mine um my friend Randy Reynolds uh, is a great songwriter and Western youth does some of the songs we wrote together and, and uh, Jamie, uh, I know, you yeah. know, Jamie Harris, and she's my favorite person to co-write with. And, mm-hmm. and we wrote one together. Uh, we wrote a few together during the pandemic. Uh, but she, she had one that I, I came in and, and helped with and uh, it's called love is going to come again. And it's going to be on her next record. And, and I think that's my, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever been a part of. It's a beautiful song and, and I don't sing it. Uh, I, I, she does too good of a job, so I don't want to <laughs> screw it up, but it's, it, I'm very proud of that. And then, uh, you know, I, after having my daughter, I, I started writing things that were, I, I wrote, if you had listened to any of my older material, then it's, it's pretty sad. It's pretty down or stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm trying, and I still love writing sad songs. I, I radiate toward them. I like listening to them, um, penchant for the, the depressed. But uh, uh, I think when my daughter was born, I started thinking about things a little differently um, and, and just trying to write something that can speak to anybody um, and, you know, about uh, appreciating life as it happens appreciating the time that you're in appreciating the things that you have not being uh too hard on yourself not uh being envious not you know that kind of stuff where no one i'm not very good at that like i i just like every person you know you have these emotions and you have you're human it happens but by writing songs that sort of repeat mantras like be here now or um you know, I won't, you know, I won't let you down or things like saying things like that, where mm-hmm. if I play them enough, I start to believe them. And I start to remember, you know, kind of brings me back to, to focus a little bit. So I think it, that transition of trying to not write so many downer tunes and trying to write something positive that when people hear it, they, you know, I love breaking people's hearts if I can, you know, if I'm doing a good job, I should be able to do both. So, mm-hmm. um, sorry, you, you cut out right when you said when they hear it, they just for like a quick second. Oh, I, oh, I, I think I said when they, if you write something where people, when they hear it, um, then they, they feel better, you know, or maybe they, they can identify with that a little bit. So, yeah, that's awesome. I'd really like to, to talk to you about, you touched on it a little bit and uh but some of the the projects that you're working on uh right now whether it's you know solo or like you said you're doing a lot of stuff with western youth what are some things that you're planning on releasing soon so yeah western youth is planning on i mean we do have a single coming out tomorrow we're gonna 
the plan and plans can change, but the, the plan is, is that we're going to put out three singles and then put out a five song EP. We recorded a lot of stuff and, and we have it mixed and mastered, but we're kind of try to, you know, we were doing pretty well at the end of 2019 and then um, kind of as a, you know, it's cheesy, but you know, like the, we were on an uptick, things were looking better. We were going to go do some touring and, um, people were receptive and it was nice and then everything stopped. So, um, and, and with that, our recording process slowed a lot. And, uh, I went into, I went into record a record with my friend, Britton Bisonhurst at Ramble Creek recording in, in Oak Hill, just outside of Austin. And, uh, it was in the middle of COVID and we, I had a bunch of songs that I had never recorded a few songs, newer songs I had written. So, uh, we have a record that's called old young man that, it's pretty much just myself and, and Britain played, mm-hmm. you know, 90% of everything. Um, and uh, we have some guests, uh, female vocalists sent in some, some, you know, remotely recorded some things. Jamie and I, the one of the songs that we wrote, she sang that with me, uh, Betty Sue, Bonnie Whitmore does a, does a little accent stuff on, on, on a tune, Jane Ellen Bryant um, and my friend, Ida Vinu, who's from uh, Denmark. Uh, she she sent a, a harmony part to a song that we'd written a few years before oh, cool. um and i i really like that record i like it a lot it's 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 sort of it was supposed to be a sequel to a record that Britain and i had made called women uh, back in 2010 and um it kind of is but uh that one had a lot of other uh wonderful guest artists on it as well so i have that record in the can i don't know what to do with it uh mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh hopefully i'll be able to take it out and um and then western youth will be releasing a bunch of music and i i have a i have an ep of the jazz stuff just like standards um wow. and that's with micah motanko um and then a guy named josh flowers on bass uh upright bass and um aaron parks was on drums on that who's a killer jazz drummer those guys are like they speak jazz which i don't um <laughs> So I was just, and all I have to do on that is sing. So they put me and we recorded it live. And those three guys were in a, a room and I was in a behind glass and singing. Yeah. And that was thoroughly enjoyable to make. Um, and I like awesome. how that turned out. Yeah. So we may put some of that stuff out. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, the, so there's plenty, there's, there's going to be, I'm going to put some stuff out. I don't, I don't know if I, if I'm trying to do the black fret thing in Austin and I, as a solo artist, um, I've never tried to get a grant, uh, to make some more music and do some touring uh-huh. through this organization called black fret. And, uh, for that show there, they have a consideration show. So I didn't want to use Western youth on it. So I called a bunch of other friends and all of them said that they would do it. And so there's, there's, I have like a nine piece band and it's, uh, wow sweet Gary Newcomb on steel and uh, Warren Hood on fiddle, oh, Betty awesome. Sue and Jane Ellen singing and um, just some really great players. So if I get this grant, uh, I'm going to go in and go back through. I've got some new material and I've got some songs that I like from old records and, that are that in my mind, I, I can't listen to them anymore because my voice has changed. And mm-hmm. um, I think I've gotten a little bit better over the years. So I'd like to kind of breathe some new life into some old material and, and put out a record with this kind of Austin all-star band. Um, Uh So we'll see. I hope so. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You've got a lot of stuff, you know, ready to put out and you've been, you know, doing some really cool things. Are there any, you know, 
are there any things that you're planning, like any projects that you're planning to work on or that uh, things that now, you know, things are starting to open back up that you're really, you know, excited to do or really antsy to do, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm really antsy to get back to Europe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> before, right before the COVID, I was, I was in England and uh, I did a tour with a wonderful band all friends of mine my friend alex ellis has a band called our man in the field um you should check them out they're really cool um and and they were trying to make the, we did a run around uh western western uk and um and then i got back on the plane and like right after i got through security uh on our whatsapp thread the bass player said like the first case of covid has hit the uk and like nobody wow. really knew what that was um so I haven't been over to, to, to play over there since. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I, I like going to Europe and playing. It's Have you done that yet, Jack? I have not. Yeah, you, they'll love you. Uh, they will. And, and they, it's, it's interesting where it's interesting to sort of be exotic where, you know, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of white guys with long hair who play guitar and in, in, uh, <laughs> in the states you know uh but then when you go over there and you, you kind of do something and they love texas and they love you know america you know people uh -huh. people have political issues with america for good very good reason uh for over the past few years but the um uh they still like american music there um there's still yeah. a, a fascination with it so i i, I definitely want to do that um i want to do more touring with jamie and and, the, and get the guys out you know I, the, the band's never gotten to you know, we've been to nashville a few times in new york and, and around texas of course but yeah. as we were ready to kind of do some fun stuff and explore and and i want to get the rock and roll band over to that that's been my driving thing for a long time is get a rock and roll band over to to uh europe yeah because there's just not the american rock and roll is not there and people still like it and uh -huh. the, you know we stole some of the best rock and roll from the Brits stealing from our blues guys. So, I mean, yeah. let's, let's take it back over there and, and see how that works. That's, that's a big goal of mine. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You touched on house of songs a little bit. I feel like that's just a, a really cool thing that you're doing because you do a lot of stuff with, you know, do a lot of, of co-writing with people there. And you also do a lot of, you know, like facilitating co-writes i'm kind of curious what what some of the the coolest experience you've had with co-writing or one of the the coolest people that you've you know put together and they've made some really cool music it's a good question jack i you know for me personally writing when i before i worked for the house of songs matt the electrician had asked me he did what my job was and has now turned uh -huh. into something else uh, and I, well, honestly, writing with Matt was great. We did a project together uh, last year for before to perform and premiere songs at Old Settlers Music Festival. Mm -hmm. um, and Matt and I wrote a song uh, that I love. Mm -hmm. I think when it works, when you can write with somebody who he's a great friend of mine, and but we don't play exactly the same kind of thing. It's similar. I mean, we both are you know, white guys with beards who play acoustic guitar, <laughs> but. Uh, but I love, I'm a fan of his, I think writing with somebody that you appreciate what they do. And I'm, and I love the thing where, where I do get, when I do set up these co-writes and we've done a ton of them, a lot of the time with House of Songs before the pandemic, especially was with foreign artists. So there would be artists from Scandinavia or from England or from Australia or 
33 countries, uh, I think was the last count of the different people that have come over and, and we would pair them up. So there is this kind of like putting the puzzle together, like what it's an experiment. So mm -hmm. you try to listen to this. Some of this music is very foreign in many ways, besides linguist language barriers and, and stylistically, uh, sometimes it's, it's kind of hard. It takes a little bit of time to get wrap my head around, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but the cool, the cool thing is, is, is being able to like, either you hear something and be like, Oh, that sounds like I could put this person that I know really well. And I know their music, I could put them together and, and then you just see what happens. Um, or you could find somebody who's very open to trying something new and then you just get wacky and you try, you know, you throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, but the coolest thing about the collaborative process from, from what I get to do uh, is, is when it does work, the songs that's amazing that's magic uh -huh. the 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 collateral benefit of it is even if it doesn't work the first time you meet somebody and this is more like writing with strangers when you repeat strangers together uh -huh. if that's how you meet them then that's this weird sort of bond that you're going to have it's a great way uh -huh. to meet somebody yeah. so then forever it'd be like oh yeah i wrote a song with that guy you know uh -huh. um but then generally you have to get to know each other before you can just sit down and like you know make something so there's that hour that first hour maybe longer maybe that's the whole thing the first session whatever you just sit and talk and you get to know each other and by talking about yourself or talking about them hearing about their life finding the similarities that you have um you're both afflicted with the same disease of being a songwriter <laughs> that only a only a songwriter would understand so even if you have a completely different background and a completely different uh viewpoint on the world this is the thing that you've chosen to do and that that you identify with as like this is something i do this is who i am um you can be from worlds away and then you have that common ground to connect on and then and then you know sometimes a song comes out and sometimes it doesn't but um but it's kind of cool so then you have a friend from somewhere else too that's the yeah. beauty of of that and hopefully that can help uh, later on in, in life. And, and generally with the House of Songs, we always use, you know, a very strict about it being like, these have to be working musicians. These people have to, uh -huh. this has to be their gig. Um, they may have a side gig, but this has to be something they're passionate about. And they are actively pursuing recording, performing. So it's, it's not fair to the other person if they're writing with if they're a professional and they're not writing with somebody who's a professional or aspiring to be who takes it very there's passionate you know so um the probably the the coolest one that uh there's been a few there's been a few that have just wrecked me but there was one song that i had this uh, wonderful artist named judy blank from she's from the netherlands uh she was at our place in arkansas and i put her with um a guy named dylan earl Okay. who's from Fayetteville. He's from Louisiana, but he's, he's an Arkansas guy. And they wrote this song called uh, uh, Never Said a Word. And, and I had, at the time, I had three or four co-writes going on in the house, around the house, and I kind of walk around and check on people and stuff. And uh, I walked by, I was like, you guys doing all right? And they're like, he was like, hey, check this out, man. What do you think of this? And they played me this song, and it floored me it completely floored me. And I was like, that is special. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I was the first person to get to hear the song. And then, awesome. 
yeah it was very cool then and then they they've toured together uh they've uh he he was over and he went to holland and they they recorded it um i think awesome yeah it was cool and then i got nominated for like international song of the year uh last year i think at the uh americana uk awards and um so i was really proud of those guys but every time somebody has made something there's some i mean there's some beautiful beautiful songs that have come out of some of these uh these things and some really funny songs and some really rocking tunes you know like it's a it's a miraculous uh occurrence when uh when new music is created when it's you know and and you can if you can be there to witness it or be a part of it in some way that's pretty special so yeah that's awesome so you've got a lot of stuff going on right now you kind of always do is there any cool shows or any things you're a part of right now that you'd like to tell people about anything like that well when 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 will people hear this because i can tell you that (laughs) (laughs) uh try to get it as up as quick as possible well i don't know cool shows tomorrow if we get edited real fast oh wow well in that case uh <laughs> on thursday we're the band's flying up to tulsa jamie's coming with us to sing with us and we're uh we're gonna play with a guy named paul benjamin uh in, at the mercury lounge in tulsa on the 11th of may and then uh-huh. uh we'll be in bentonville arkansas i've never gotten to bring the band up to play in northwest arkansas where where we have our our big house for the house of songs so we're gonna do a a private show on friday in bentonville and a public show on saturday and the next town over and uh oh i can tell you what i want to talk about. yeah i can tell you guys i do have a cool thing that i'm doing um awesome. do you know graham wilkinson have you ever met him the name doesn't ring a bell well he's a very good guy he's a he's uh-huh. a he's a good dude he's a uh real talented cat and real positive musician mm-hmm. and uh and good person real dear friend of mine we met because our checks get, kept getting mixed up uh at different <laughs> clubs uh, but he had called me, uh, at the beginning of the year and had said something to the effect, like, man, I really want to do, I want to do something that affects people in a positive way. Like I make a positive change and a difference in the community. And, and I was honestly having the exact same feeling and, um, uh, just trying to find some purpose where it's, you know, after a while, you just want to give, get, do something to give back to, to where you know the people around you and both of us moved to austin about the same time and and the city's been great to us so we i was going to do a show called graham stock for my for my birthday mm-hmm. uh my 40th was in 2020 and uh, uh that didn't happen so yeah. uh i was like well i want to do this show it's just like a package show invite all my friends to play and i was going to throw a big party and then pay the bands and give all the money to charity mm-hmm. um and then he wanted to do something very similar. He had booked something. He had done a show called Bob versus Bob, which is a like a tribute night thing with a different bunch of different artists. Uh, it was Bob Marley is one of his big guys who I think is awesome, uh, and Bob Dylan. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so he had booked that out already, and and that's coming up on May twenty second um, at the Far Out Lounge in Austin, and um, we've got a great lineup of 
Austin All-Star is going to come and do some some Marley and some Dylan tunes. And and then Graham Stock is going to be at Shoals Garden on uh, August 27th, downtown Austin. And then uh, there'll be a last one the weekend before Thanksgiving called the Unity Show, which will be another band showcase, which is going to be a really, really special night. Um, and we've designated three charities. Uh, we're going to pool all the take uh, from from all the donations and and um, we'll we'll cut it three ways and give give a, a third to the other ones foundation, which uh, builds housing for uh, displaced people. Um, and then, uh, free lunch, uh, was started by our friend jazz mills and she just decided she wanted to feed the homeless and she started doing it and she does it every day. And it's amazing. Awesome. Um, and then the other one is called Dawa, which, uh, Shaka from a group called writers against the storm, really good hip hop group. And, and Austin mm -hmm. started this thing where he takes applications for people, uh, mainly people in minority communities, um, mm -hmm. people who are kind of falling on hard times and, and need, a direct payment to uh, pay a bill or to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, get medical attention or something. What, you know, it varies yeah. with that, which I like that it varies because everybody's got their own, their own issues and their own story. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, they apply to him and he, he gives them, uh, gives them some, uh, some help financially. And so we're going to give the money to those three things and hopefully, you know, make a small, a small difference and, and help some folks that could use, use some help. You know, we're, we're very, Graham and I are both very lucky people and, um, you know, you got to spread that around. So yeah, it's called awesome. Grant, the Graham's give back concert series, Graham's give back.com or Instagram, awesome. Facebook. Yeah. So that's, that's, I'm very proud of that. If when you asked me what I was proud of, I, I, I'm very proud of being able to see my friends I'm very proud of my community where who everyone to a person pretty much has been like i'm in if i'm available i'm there and, they, and they've showed up and um uh if we can if we can do some good by just uh putting on a putting on a concert and playing it um that's 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 where you can use music as, to, to uh show positive change you know mm -hmm. so yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah I'd really like to thank you for coming on and talking with me. I've had a lot of fun, and I hope you did too. Yeah, thank you. This was really cool. Uh, well, thank you, Jack. I think this is really cool that you're doing this, man. I, I listened to Jamie's episode, and I was like, I want to do that show. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'm, and, and, you know, all the best to you. And I'm, I'm, it's so fun to, to watch you in your journey, man. You're, you're, you're a real talented guy, and, and uh, sky's the limit. So we'll get you get you down to Austin again soon. Awesome. Once again, this is Graham Weber, and my name is Jack Barksdale. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you next time.